uh, footies back, and it couldn't be better than to be playing the arch enemy in Collingwood. And uh, in front of no crowd, there will be a massive TV audience. So really excited. We'll be talking to Dylan Leach, the president or El Presidente of the Queensland Richmond Supporters Group and their plans going forward. We're going to match preview the Collingwood versus Richmond blockbuster slash non-blockbuster. And we'll be talking all things Tigerland. Go Tigers. Uh, what does a Collingwood supporter use as protection during sex? What? A bus shelter. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a 30 year old woman in a Collingwood jumper? What? Nana. <laughs> um, let me see. Two Collingwood supporters in a car without any music. Who is driving? The policeman. <laughs> and finally, what do you say to a Collingwood supporter with a job? I'll have fries with that, thanks. <laughs> so, the pod, Dylan, how are we today? Paul, it's an honour, privilege, and absolute pleasure to be here. Well, I'm uh, not sure about that, but I appreciate the sentiments. And uh, some people might know you by a, uh, a certain surname that you're you're probably born with. Leach, yes. Uh, oh, oh, look, you know, a lot of people know me from a lot of places, Paul. Uh, to be perfectly honest, probably, probably, uh, probably not worth divulging in these sorts of circles. <laughs> Well, I was a little bit worried about that because I haven't put up uh, explicit or adult themes on this podcast yet, so we might have to get oh, into that in a, at no, another time, mate. No, no, no I'm, I'm aware. This is a family show. We're trying to this keep it that way, show. mate, just yeah. like our club. So, uh, yeah. Dylan, a few people might know you, obviously, from the uh, circles in Melbourne, but you've um, mm. become quite famous up here in Queensland. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you've done since you've moved up here? Oh, probably infamous uh, is uh, is more the uh, description. Um, well, you know, I I, uh, I moved up for a relationship. Um, I picked a great year to move up to Queensland. Uh, Two thousand seventeen timed that perfectly as a Richmond supporter. Uh, you know, a good twenty seven years of uh, old Richmond, and uh, then the uh, the year they uh, finally break the drought is the year I moved. Fortunately, I was able to be at all those finals, so. Uh, silver linings, but uh, yeah, I somehow ended up president of the Queensland Supporters Group because I uh, showed interest in um, basically wanting to get involved, and um, I left the meeting bloody running the joint. Yeah, it's been a. It's it, as you'd know, there's uh, I think there's over five thousand members in Queensland or close to it um, in terms of the club, and the, the support has been pretty. Um, I don't want to say fragmented, but it has been a little bit all over the place. And I think you've done a really good job of bringing a lot of people together in southeast Queensland. So we also have a club in a couple other spots in Queensland as well, um, down on the Gold Coast. Is that correct? Yes, the, the Gold Coast. We're very lucky. We've sort of got like branches uh, here and there. There's the Gold Coast Tigers, and uh, Peter down there does an excellent job in uh, getting them together at the uh, Southport Sharks. I mean, obviously. Uh, uh, in better, more halcyon times. Um, and uh, I think there's a few people who get together in the Sunshine Coast unofficially or f- officially. But, uh, there's, look, there's no shortage of us. Queensland uh, has no shortage of expat Victorians who happen to barrack for Richmond. Uh, we are everywhere. I, and I think that comes down to, you know, you hear um, everyone tries to put down other clubs. And when you look at our membership base, what, close to 100,000 again this year, you'd have to have close to 20,000 um, people around the country not from Victoria. 
uh, they'd be pretty close to 20,000 members. So when, when opposition supporters tell us, oh, you only got 70,000 to a game, well, that's pretty darn good, 70,000 to a game. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think one thing I've learnt um, since sort of getting involved in a, a kind of, well, I guess an official capacity within um, the club itself is that the, the concept of membership has changed. Um, membership is no longer, um, and it took me a while to get my head around it, Me- membership is no longer an 11 home and away game ticket that gives you access to the ground. And they've they've changed the marketing of it so well and they've made it so much more uh, accessible for people to be a part of football clubs with all sorts of different packages. So that's why it's easier for people up here to become members with, you know, especially to state packages or, you know, entry level packages like three game packages and, and things like that. Like there's even memberships that don't even lead you into the games, but, you know, still make you feel a part of, uh, of football clubs. And that's not just Richmond, that's all. Um, and, you know, we, we've seen the strength of what club members uh and what club membership means to people in recent times, obviously, with the shutdown. So, um, you know, there's there's plenty of organisations like, say, political parties or unions that are membership-driven that would kill for uh, an AFL and probably should look to an AFL club model because, um, yeah, uh, membership, uh, the uh, footy clubs have cottoned on what membership actually means and is and they've, they've, they've changed the dialogue and um, it's clearly paid dividends. And, and it's it, it's a pretty uh, easy platform to go into a marketing meeting or to a uh, potential sponsors meeting and say, "Hey, we do have a hundred thousand members." Um, that's that's a pretty good starting point, I think, as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, it you know, uh, it, the 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 figures always look good when they're in your favour. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So let's just stick with those. I mean, but you know, close to sixty-six thousand. I think uh, average home crowd says a lot as well. So uh, no one, no one can touch those figures whatsoever. We won't talk about who the biggest clubs are, and and we already know who they are: the Richmonds and Collingwoods, and let's let's face it, West Coast because of the whole state. Um, but things go up and down. You know, a few years time, Essendon could be the number one club in the country. As much as I hate to say that. Yeah, well, I, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying our time at the top. Don't get me wrong; this is a great time to make hay while the sun shines. I reckon. Uh, you can hear the you can hear the fun in your voice. So, tell us a little bit about your um, Richmond experience growing up, or you know, being in Melbourne. <laughs> well, uh, obviously, I, I you know they say you're meant to follow the same team as your parents, primarily your father. Well, I didn't do that. Uh, he's a St Kilda supporter, and. Uh, uh, uncle at the time, uh, you know, when I was an impressionable, so five or six year old, uh, showed me the way with Richmond. And, um, you know, Richmond was on the up and up. We're talking about, you know, your, your 1994, 1995 Tigers. Um, and the Saints were on the low. So I thought, oh, yeah, I'll get on this Richmond thing. What could go wrong? Well, um, well, I mean, everything's fine. I'm, very, I'm perfectly very satisfied with my life choices now. Uh, but, uh, you know, I uh, you know, I love the yellow and black, love the song, loved Richo, loved the players, loved the G, couldn't get enough, went to everything. Um, you know, tra- in my young adult years, uh, you know, in my early 20s uh, or since I finished high school, I started, you know, um, going to games interstate from Victoria and there were some bleak times, but, you know, I kind of believed in uh, seeing it through and persisting and, you know, 
when um, those rare wins came, you made the absolute most of it, um, you know. But, um, well, we're reaping the benefits right now, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. A lot older than you, as as you know, I'm a lot older than you. But some of the greatest times following Richmond were some of the darkest years because we had a ball. You'd, you'd go to the game. You had no expectation of winning. You would yell out whatever you wanted, <laughs> even if it was absolutely controversial. You would honestly just – I never dumped any chicken or any other kind of um, byproduct on a door, but I did – I must admit, I have thrown a jumper out the window of a car and I have thrown a scarf out the window of an old train. Uh, uh, but So there we go. Yes, yes. Barracking for Richmond was all about emotion. But uh, you, you're not wrong about some of those dark days actually being, well, fun in a kind of Stockholm Syndrome kind of way. But, um, you know, <laughs> um, there are those few games that really sort of stick in your head of some of the dark days that you just loved. Um I know me and my mate Jack, uh, who I made of mine, uh, we often talk about the day we went to uh, the then to uh, Geelong back in 2006 and saw us win there. And we car- and we were about seven. I think we were, were we 17, 18, you know. And we carried on like absolute pork shops and how we got out of Cadenia Park alive that day, I don't know. Uh, but um, you know that that we still I still regard that as one of my most fun days of the football. Yeah, and uh, we were no good that day. Uh, I think well, we were no good back then. Uh, well, actually, we weren't no good. We were just very mediocre ninth. And as they used to say, uh, I seem to recall Chris Hyde going uh, nuts and kicking a few goals. He did in, in, in that match. That was the last time we won down there. Um, Oh, there, there was a few other, like, sort of, uh, you know, the day Richo kicked 10 uh, in 04, which... Um, Against the Dogs, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was our last win for that season. That was a horrible time. Um, that, actually, that probably probably the worst night I ever had at the football was the night that Dickhead spit, spat on Danny Frawley, who, by the way, wasn't a club member and was actually a ring-in um, trying yeah. to get his mug on television. Um, oh, I... You know, there, there were just, uh, but geez, there were some horrible days. Um, uh, I, 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 I reflect on uh, games like, like the one uh, where the Cats, to go back to the Cats, um, beat us by 157 points to oh, start, God, yeah. which, which was the game that started their glorious era. Um, and uh, I wear it as a badge of the badge of honour that I stayed until the end of that. One. Well. Uh... Well, I can tell you now, my, my dad, I don't know if my mum and dad know uh, this story. I'm pretty sure they do. But um, I've got a middle brother who's a massive North Melbourne fan. So I used to go to a lot of games with him as well, whether it was Richmond playing or not. And the night that uh, Michael Mitchell, I think, kicked the first of the night, and we all gave it to him. And uh, by the end of the night, we were hanging my brother over the balcony of the Ponsford. Um, and that's the true story. By by his feet, he was hanging over the top. The TV turned away from it. Mm. And uh, if mum and dad are listening to this, uh, yes, that story is true. Michael, brother will back it up. Michael Mitchell, a uh, bit of name dropping here, Paul. I, I had a beer with him after the grand final last year at the London Tavern. <laughs> there you go. I, now that, and, now and, how did that happen? Uh, well, I just got in and, uh, you know, I saw uh, the flea, uh, obviously, who, you know, looks after all the supporter groups. And there's uh, the flea, Jimmy Jess and uh, Michael Mitchell just uh, knocking back a few. And Michael Mitchell was wearing his early 90s Richmond bomber jacket. Like, he was he was loving it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. He was uh, he was certainly my favourite. I've got to say, this is mm-hmm. a player that wouldn't would be no one's favourite, but my two favourites uh, back in the day were Mitchell and David Honeybun. 
Well, I don't know what. I just love the name. Well, yeah, I just da- love da- the way David Honeybund is uh, is a great name, but of course Michael Mitchell did win goal and mark of the year in the same year. Um, oh, unbelievable! So yeah, yeah, he was he was a fine footballer. But yes, no, I was uh, knocking back a few tins with those three at the, at the London on uh, Grand Final. Those two were kind of a bit before my time, but I knew obviously who they are because have a have a good appreciation of the history. But um, yeah, you know. A good name. I'm glad you got in. A good, I'm a glad good... you got into a venue. Uh, oh, mate, you know, <laughs> took, took me two hours to get into a venue, but uh, you know, I don't know that I don't know the door people in Melbourne anymore. <laughs> uh, so you've got a really good group of, of of people up in Richmond to give you a hand. You want to give any shout outs to those uh, those people who make, and you can and you can give a shout out to the uh, local pub in Brisbane as well that gives us a hand there, Dylan. Oh, of course. Uh, you know, no, we're very lucky. Uh, we've got the Shaftston Hotel. Hopefully, they uh, they open up soon. Um, and hopefully, you know, we can have a few match days there as normal programming starts to resume. Touch wood. We just need everyone to be on their best behaviour. Um, <laughs> obviously, Flea, who's not with the club at the moment, just in the current climate, but uh, he, he goes above and beyond for all the groups. And, um, uh, you know, the, the whole fan engagement department at Richmond do just a phenomenal job, and I'm sure they do it at all clubs. But, um, yeah. Um, you know, it's obviously tough times for them, um, but they've been pretty outstanding um, in keeping fans engaged. Um, you know, I think I think the um, content and social media department have been brilliant, um, holding the fort and you know giving people something to look forward to over this uh, recess. But um, I think you know, uh, Richmond in general have just been absolutely great. Um, and uh, you know, hopefully we can return the favour as, as, as I say, normal programming resumes. Uh, look, they're looking. I know everyone always says teams look good on the track and they're smiling and they're happy, but I have never seen our group of players look this happy um, leading into a really, really big game. They just the last few years of you know bonding together and the culture. The, the guys look happy. I just can't imagine they're going to let us down over the next few weeks. Well, I think that's the thing about. Um, Richmond's dynasty, um, and I think, well, obviously in the uh, hiatus period, there's been a lot of comparing dynasties and, you know, would the Lions three-peat team beat the current Richmond team of today or would that Geelong team beat the Hawthorne team of the 80s, which is, by the way, boring as batshit to listen to these debates. But um, if if there's anything to take out of what our legacy actually is, it's it's actually turning a professional AFL club into a great place to work and people yep. enjoying their work and people loving their work and doing the be- and getting the best out of themselves. And, um, you know, you read Conrad Marshall's book with his uh, fly on the wall account of the 2017 season, talk about perfect timing. Um, <laughs> and then backs it up on, backs it up with his 19 book as well. Yeah, so. the, the man is a blessing. Uh, but um, I think, you know, Richmond, have turned that into something and that that'll set the template for other clubs. Um, you know, full respect to Collingwood. You, you can tell they've adopted that as well. Yeah. Yeah. They really have. And, and Nathan Buckley, you, you know, you don't have to like a club, but you've got to admire a person and he comes across like he's really taken a lot of that. Yeah, on board. That, that documentary that aired on the ABC a year ago, maybe like Collingwood for an hour. That was, that, that was a bit, I had to have a shower after that. Yeah. I, I agree, <laughs> mate. I, 
went into the soaps that actually scrub this yeah. thing. So <laughs> don't usually use those. So we'll, we'll get on to tomorrow night, mate. We, we've all waited long enough for it. And, you know, people have gone, oh, you know, without a crowd, we won't be into it. But I'm not hearing any of that. I'm, all I'm hearing is football's back tomorrow night. And the, the, all the build-up, all the excitement, I can feel it from every single Richmond supporter I speak to. Yeah, I'm certainly looking forward to it more than uh, what I was feeling in round one. Round one was really hard to go through um, yeah. as a fan. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, um, being involved in a, you know, minor, a small chapter of the club, I had to cancel events. I had to, um, you know, contemplate the fact that I can't go to the football, which is just, you know, hard to compute. And, you know, when you did see them play, it, it was, I kind of described it, it was like a sugar hit, but it was a bad sugar hit afterwards because you knew it was going to get called off. Um, and, you know, it was just going through the motions, which I think that, which was basically how we played that game. You know, we, we blitzed it in the first half and, you know, just, um, sort of consolidated our position in the second half and took it pretty easy, but no, you are right. It does feel like, um, a football season is starting. Um, obviously no crowds, but, you know, recent developments has given everyone hope that, you know, we can all be back at the football sooner than expected in certain capacities or, you know, who knows, maybe towards the end um, everyone can go again. But, no, there's certainly a better vibe towards this thing and um, and um, I think everyone's just taking it for what it is. Well, two and a half thousand. Uh, they've got, I think, a thousand from each club in Adelaide and then 500 corporate. Yep. So it's almost a little bit of a bit of a teaser taster there. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see how we go over the next it's, few it's, weeks. It's, it's going to have uh, the uh, the showdown's going to have real Sheffield Shield vibes to it. Well, I, no, no, oh, no, no, not even Sheff- no that's, that's not fair. Sheffield Shield gets less. Probably, probably more your uh, uh, whatever the Mercantile Mutual Cup is these days vibe to it. <laughs> <laughs> The old, the old VFA yeah, crowds, yeah, perhaps, yeah. but those grounds, those grounds are smaller. Fewer cars so, parked uh, out the front of the fence. That's what they yeah. should have done. They should have got rid of well, the seats. You, they should have put in the sponsors' yeah. cars, holding up one end, jeep you up could, the other. You, you could know, do feet. that. You could do that at Adelaide Oval. It's got the hill. Just park the cars on the hill. Well, yeah. I was thinking even the G mate, get rid of the oh, seats, yeah. holding for holding for Collingwood, jeep for yep. Richmond, and the uh, supporters. So each family just, gets four just, to five people. Have, people oh, fantastic! How good did that be? I'm thinking it should have happened, mate. It's too late now. So I'm not sure if you've had time to have a look at the uh, team sheets for tomorrow night, but um, Nan Curvis has been omitted. Okay. Um, Sna- Snag's returning. Oh, is and, it? And um, Cox, Cox, Cox out of Oh, that's a shame. So, that's a shame. That's a real shame about Mason Cox. My heart goes out to him. In fact, mate, I probably would have liked him in the Collingwood team because I think when they play a bit smaller, if we're not on top in the middle, that can actually their small forward line can be a little bit of a worry for us. So Cox being in the team might have actually been a good thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, we played pretty well against them. I think a lot of people forget that we actually won convincingly the last time we played Collingwood, um, which was in round 19 last season. Uh, but I, I must say, matchups aside, I'm... More than delighted, absolutely delighted to see Jack Higgins back in the team. Um, you know, coming back from two bouts of brain surgery is quite the feat. And, you know, it's fair to say prior to that, Jack Higgins just made everyone smile. Um, he, he just made footy fun. Everyone, you know, he loved what he was doing. He was so enthusiastic. Um, he kicked that ridiculous goal against Collingwood, which was a goal, by the way. Anyone who says it wasn't is a, just a horrible person. Um, 
Um, but it'll it'll be so, good to see. I think uh, Basha Hawley's back in. Um, Sol, Soldo yeah. will be a good. Um, I think Soldo will keep Grundy on his toes. Um, and shorter, shorter quarters, quarters, shorter quarters will make it yeah. easier as well. Easier. And I think we so. both played pretty similar uh, in the first round. Collingwood obviously looked a bit more convincing uh, when they played the Western Bulldogs. What feels like seventeen years ago, but you have to admit, I reckon Richmond's, or if you include second half of um, last year's preliminary final, the entire grand final, and the first half of round one against Carlton, we are a bloody scary team at our absolute best. Um, We obviously took it easy against Carlton. I think we've kind of worked out we actually don't need to belt sides every week. Uh, Carlton's a very different opposition to uh, Collingwood, obviously, where things are at in the competition. But... um, I think I think we're we're in for what I what I would expect as your typical Richmond arm wrestle where we'll get Collingwood on our we'll, we'll it'll be on tit for tat against Collingwood probably for the first half of the game but I can see us just having that sort of four to five goal blitz in the uh, third quarter which should uh, put us in good stead. I, I just um you know we t- we talk about the Collingwood and the Richmonds and um you know. We're in a really good shape at the moment with our list and even going forward with potential cuts to lists and salary caps and so forth. We're in a position where we're really solid and Collingwood, who we play tomorrow night, have a lot of out-of-contract players. It's so good to be a solid club. I can't reiterate that enough. I mean, stability is the greatest thing ever and we've learnt that um, in trying to go from uh, Richmond that was just looking for the Messiah and the sugar hit for the good part of 30 years into building a stable club, which everyone wants to stay at and be at and be part of. Well, doing, um, that's, you know, that's the biggest thing. People now want to come to us. We, we would not have got Lynch mm. without that fact. I mean, the money, he could have got bigger money elsewhere. And I see parallels to the Hawthorne kind of dynasty where players actually went to Hawthorne they mm. wanted to go. Um, and I see that as a, as a big similarity with us as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, and, and we have reaped the benefits of free agency, um, which, you know, the clubs like the North Melbournes of the world are really struggling with. Uh, you know, it's it's now becoming a punchline about North's uh, inability to land a big fish, but um, the, the equality has kind of gone out of the window uh, when it comes to free agency and... Uh, we are we are very much making hay while the sun shines, and um, you know we could get to, who knows. It'd be pretty funny. It'd be good for Darcy Moore to check out the club he's going to play for next year and work out where he's going to fit in the side. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see him at the club. How good? Mate. Well, especially with uh, Ransom gone, we'll, we'll we'll take Darcy Moore as a suitable replacement. Yeah, there's a backup. I mean, mate. Mate, 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 yeah, mate, we'll have to because you know Dylan so, Grimes and that have got it pretty covered out, out, up back. Um, but um, yeah, I, look, I wouldn't under I wouldn't write off Collingwood, but I'm pretty confident. Um, and I know this sounds arrogant, but I think you're allowed to be when you've won two out of the past three premierships. I go into every match thinking we're going to win now. <laughs> and that isn't That's, that a beautiful feeling? So give us your, give us your points margin. Uh, tomorrow, I'd probably mate. have Richmond in the. Uh, uh, I I if you're a betting man, you would go Richmond the one to thirty nine point margin. That would be your best bet. I can't see it being a blowout. You probably look at your four goals. I think there's a four-goal buffer between Richmond at their best uh, to this Collingwood team at their best. But who knows? I mean, it, there's been an extended off-season. 
um, only a short amount of training. I think we're actually going to see a fair amount of more free-flowing football um, over this weekend at least um, because the over-analysis isn't there. So the players, the, no, the players exactly. may be released off the shackles, which is a good thing and it's been something we've all been craving for. Now, you know, don't get me wrong, um, the loss of jobs is terrible. You don't wish it on anyone, but you, you get the feeling there's been a few assistant man, assistant regional assistant to the regional managers going on around football clubs, <laughs> um, and too many cooks spoiling the broth, as they say. And perhaps just keeping it a bit simple might be a blessing in disguise in terms of in terms of the pure aesthetics of the sport. Oh, mate, just talking to you now, the nerves are starting to kick in. You've picked about a four goal, maybe up to under 39. I've picked 35 to 37 points. I'm, I'm pretty adamant we're going to pretty pretty much do what you've said and just grind it out and kick those last few goals of the game. Uh, I don't want a close one, but I'm thank God football's back. Thank, yeah, honestly, look, thank it's, God. it's a delight. Um, I've, I, I'm, I've, I've had enough of... Uh, I, I love a classic replay and uh, I love... Uh, nostalgia, but geez, I've had enough talk about comparing dynasties and redrafts and lists and bloody uh, hot takes about fixtures and stuff. It's just, just, just let's just play the bloody game, shall we? And get reporters actually reporting on footy. There's not many journalists, no. made, as we both know, but uh, let, let's get some real football talk and analysis going. Dylan, it's been a, Dean, it's been a, sorry, <laughs> Dylan, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on board. Um, and I hope to see you at the Shafts and down the track. And anyone coming up from Victoria for games in, in future years, um, they can contact anyone at the uh, Queensland Richmond Supporters Group and and catch up for a, uh, a, and, a good uh, weekend Paul, out. At the moment, you and I like Lloyd Christmas in Dumb and Dumber. There's a chance. We're saying there's a chance know, we could be going to Metricon Stadium for round five for our away game against that great Queensland team, the West Coast Eagles. There's a chance, mate. So, don't, don't, so don't you're saying you, there's don't a te- chance. <laughs> mate, we will speak to you in, uh, in following episodes. We hope to uh, see, your, see your face at games and hear your dulcet tones. Now, you're doing, just before you do, you do some reporting as well for games. Who, who do you work for there, mate? Yeah, or are you allowed so to not that, say well, that? Um, had normal programming been uh, in place this year, I would have been doing a few games for K-Rock, um, our good friends in Geelong. Um, love the cats um, when I'm on air with them. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, there's uh, obviously if, if, if you're uh, interested in my footy previews, I've got them on the, uh, the Ned's blog. Um, but... Um, if, you, if you're after another great podcast to listen to at the moment, I've uh, produced a fantastic series, if I do say so myself, uh, the Australian Football Video Film Festival, uh, Paul. Now, how this works is is I, I've got a bunch of my journo, comedian, just footy fan mates to come on each week and uh, they review a classic title from Australian football video. Now, we watched a lot of those videos back in the day um, and <laughs> this is just a great way to, uh, to sort of reflect on these absolute masterpieces of the cinema um at the moment i got uh, the 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 uh the old bulldog the former bulldogs bannerman danny mcgidley and we did a comprehensive take on diamond dogs 1992 and uh i've got someone lined up to do uh i don't know if you had this video back in the day paul but uh a tiger tale originally in 1995 which i used to watch all the time as a kid yeah i think it, i destroyed it was, it, it was as close it as it got to uh you know happy times at richmond 
But we we also had another video, which uh, some people forget, and it's quite hilarious that we released it. In 1994, they released Tigers on the Prowl. We, we finished ninth oh, gosh, that yes. year, but they put a video out for us. <laughs> That's how desperate we were. So how can, how can people oh, listen just, uh, to your podcast? Uh, it's it is on a, it is uh, Apple, Spotify, and every podcast platform I can get the feed on. You'll find it. Just just search, but your apples and Spotify of the world, your big two, um, they're there. Uh, just look up Australian Football Video Film Festival. Uh, it's an eight episodes. It's an eight episode series. Uh, and hopefully, we'll get we'll get a few more done later in the year. But um, you know, if 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 you're into some nostalgia, if you want a good, healthy dose of nostalgia, uh, the Australian Football Video Film Festival has it covered. Um, I will get sure to uh, get people to listen to it. Dylan, been a pleasure, and oh, we'll speak to you again Paul, soon. Paul, the pleasure's all mine. Selection news ahead of tomorrow night's game. We have uh, Jack Higgins back in the team, and that's almost a year since the brain surgery for the bleed he had on his brain last September. Uh, Toby Dane Curvis has been omitted, leaving Ivan Soldo as the lone big man. I mean, we've got a few big men, but the lone ruckman. And the shortened quarter is going to help that case as well. So full team to choose from. And when you get to omit a uh, two-time premiership player, you know that you're doing pretty well. for listening to another episode of Reveal on Black. Let's just hope we beat that arch enemy, the Pies, tomorrow night. And as always, go Tigers!